Welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through M&A projects where we've been involved in the course of our careers, unpacking the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose in doing this is to leave you, the listener, with valuable lessons and experiences that you can use in your own M&A projects. So without wasting any more time, let's get this podcast underway. Hey, good evening, Toby. Hey, Robert. Hi, how are you going there, Dan and Melbourne? I am good. Nice day. Mid-temperatures, 19 yeah. to 20. Uh, just warmish. Blue skies, bright sunshine. It's oh, it sounds, nice sounds very similar to here, actually. A bit of rain this morning, but look, it's been a beautiful day. All good, I'd say. Don't forget, this is Melbourne, right? I, I, I could have the same conversation with you in an hour's time. It could be throwing it down the rain. Well, indeed, um, four seasons in one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, listen, in our last podcast, we said we're going to kick off talking about AI. Mm, and and the last one we did, we said, so what's the current tools used in M&A? Yes. Are they good? Are they bad? What's not so good, etc.? Yeah. So we decided this time we'd start by casting our eye over AI. Uh, it, it's one of those difficult sub- subjects because it's going to be a game changer. It's not only going to revolutionize the way that we do business, it's going to revolutionize our economy and it's going to re- revolutionize the, the whole way we go about life. It, it's it's mm. potentially huge. Mm. And we've always said we've got to resist that and bring it down to the basics. And, but just like the internet, it promises to be a real game changer in the way yeah. that everybody goes about business. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah. Rob, it, you're so right. We've got to basically define the term, like what is artificial intelligence? Before we go any further, it's something that we need to be pretty clear about. And yeah. God, I, I don't know about you, I switch on TV or listen to my podcast or whatever, and I tell you something is discussed so much. This is absolutely the flavor of the, of the of the month, the day, the year. And look, there are so many misconceptions, Rob. But to the layperson, people will think immediately, and I've seen this happen on television news, immediately comes up the Terminator or various robots yeah, that's no yeah. good. And the funny thing is, the reality couldn't be further away from that, from what well, it, these Hollywood conceptions are. Exactly. And it's misrepresented in many, many ways. And It, and it is. But I'm hoping we'll, we'll clear it all up. Rob. Well, we might put some intelligent thought into what it is and then Indeed. start to explore how it's going Indeed. to be used but or not. It, it is interesting though, Rob, and it's a, such an interesting topic. And I'm so pleased that we're talking about this because it's incredibly important what AI is about. And I don't know if I told you this, but when I was a youngster, like going back many, many years, I actually studied philosophy and I, I enjoyed it. And there's a lot of a philosophical aspect associated with what artificial intelligence is. If it, if it was in your younger years, who was your teacher? Was it Socrates or somebody like that? <laughs> yes, it would be. You're aging me now, Rob. Yeah. And philosophy, I think, ultimately, what is philosophy? And you think, ah, oh, well, it's thinking about thinking is one definition. But a more apt description, I think, is it really is a study of what it actually means to be a human being. Yeah. What is it that makes us different what is it who we are and one of the things as human beings we have we do have a unique intellectual power to comprehend analyze complex problems and come with solutions mm-hmm. we also have something called consciousness which people still don't really understand or, or come to grips with true and 
the, the thing is, and we're going to get into artificial intelligence, but it's the thing that we've got. Nothing in the computing world, nothing, even now, nothing comes close to our own human intelligence. We have certain innate abilities that, that in the computing sense, we, we're nowhere near yet. Although people sometimes give the impression, of, oh, maybe it's getting up close because after all, we've had these chess playing programs like uh, Big Blue over the years, chipping away at this notion of human intelligence. The interesting is, and it is comes down to this whole thing of philosophy, can machines actually think? Yeah. And Alan Turing, the great individual, the early pioneer of artificial intelligence, he actually had something called the Turing test, which was a test conducted in an interrogation room run by a judge. And essentially, you've got a person there, you've got a computer program hidden from view, and you have a conversation. And if that conversation, you can't tell the difference between that computer program and the human being, then yeah. it satisfies the Turing test, at least the Turing test, it can think. And I must admit, I've seen some computer programs like ChatGPT, and it kind of makes you think, well, maybe it is thinking in some way. But anyway, I've, I've done a bit of a preamble here, Rob. There's a, there's a lot to this. There's a lot of depth, philosophical depth about what is consciousness, what is intelligence, and the like. But maybe let's just get to a real narrow definition now. And I think I'll flip it over to you now, Rob, and to actually say, what is AI, at least in a computing sense? Yeah, and, and I think in a very simple sentence, artificial intelligence is the science of making machines think and act like humans. In, in a yeah. one-line sentence, that's yeah. the ultimate goal, if you like. Now, the thing is that AI is one of those terms that's bandied about and as a one-size-fits-all everything. Hmm. And that's not quite the case. We've got various forms of AI. <laughs> well, there's and, some popular terms out there, aren't there, Rob? Whenever you yeah, start talking about AI, they, they start getting into certain specifics as to, well, what we really mean is this. Yeah, and, and right, it's, it's pretty much just what it sounds like. It's the practice yeah. of getting machines to mimic human intelligence to perform tasks, if you like. Yeah. But then you'll hear people talking about machine learning. Hmm. And you go, okay, what's that? And that's a subfield of AI. Um. And it's the ability of computers to learn without directly being programmed. Yes. And when you look at predictive text, chatbots, language translation. And I, know, I, think, I think, Rob, that, and that to me, I really do get that bit because really and truly it's to do with big data. And it's the ability to trowel through huge amounts of data, enormous data sets, and looking yeah. for patterns, looking yeah. for things you can come back with, and you can come back with, ah, okay. And that's how predictive text works, as you just mentioned. It is, it's like, yeah. it, it knows this is what you're going to write, and by virtue of that, it can actually trowel through previous data sets. And if you like, you can expand on that to the next level, which mm. you might call deep learning. And that is where you start to use neural type networks to replicate the way we we think and to e extract patterns from data so again it's it's machine learning on steroids yeah it is um, it is and you think about things like facial recognition mm. know, of the thousands of people that could be passing through an airport for example you could say to a deep learning program go and find toby tester for me yeah right and it's able to scan and check all of those visual images 
simultaneously in real time, very, very quickly, and, and find you, right? Yeah. It's used in broad detection, in industry, in commerce, in finance, by insurance companies, things like that. Rob, I actually, I got something to confess here because uh, I was uh, spent myself just one idle afternoon going through a series of YouTube videos on how deep learning actually works. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, I get it. I really do. I understand these are not neural networks as the human being neural networks. They call them neural networks. I think they try to replicate the way human beings be. They're not really. Yeah. But I, I got it. I understood how they work. And it is very clever, very clever algorithms that you, you use. And I, I, I sort of get this. Yeah, I understand how this works. Yeah. And, and then, of course, we've got narrow AI, as some people mm. We'll, we'll talk about, which is really where AI is being used for a very specific defined set of tasks. Mm-hmm. And, and you might you might think about the medical field, for example, where that could be used quite frequently. Yeah. Uh, you might think about navigation through maps, things like that. It's artificial intelligence used for a very specific function. And if you like, it masters that function but it, it, that's all it's focused on. Yes, yes. And, I think, to be honest, most all the AI we're talking about, Rob, and everything that's out there at the moment is what I would refer to as narrow AI. Yeah, it falls, it falls into that category. It, it's that right. ability to go through, churning through immense amount of data, and then it gives off this illusion, and I think it really is an illusion here, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. intelligence. Now, I'm going to go on to two more, because we, yeah. there's then a a phrase being bandied around called general AI, which always confuses the hell out of me. Yeah. But that's really the branch that gets the closest to try and replicate human-like cognitive abilities. Yes. That's when you start to think about C-3PO in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's still some time away, Yeah, but it's an area of AI that's getting a lot of attention at the moment you think that company in the US that builds robots? Uh, oh, well, you're talking Boston Dynamics? Boston Dynamics. Yeah. They're, they're, they're well into this area right now yes. in terms of their thinking and that sort of thing. Yes. And then, like all technologies, somebody has to go and invent the, the future terminology. So, super AI, right? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Which is really that point where the entire world's capability is is managed by AI, whether you're talking about disease control, whether you're talking about managing poverty, whether you're yeah. talking about the world's problems. But that's that's way into the future yet, right? I, it, I think so. Yeah, you can't help but think, Rob, I mean, with all the progress, I'm amazed with narrow AI, what can be achieved, I think is extraordinary. And then you've got general AI and you think, oh, wow, man, that is like a super AI. My God, is that... Is that going to be our salvation or our ultimate destruction? (laughs) Well, who knows? And the thing is that is always mind-blowing is the speed at which this technology will be on the doorstep. Yeah. If we think back to when the internet first came out, it was a few years before it Mm. really got... Mm. But technology like this now has the ability to advance rapidly. Yes, and, and it again, is. I'm listening to myself as I'm talking, and I'm thinking, "No, Rob, don't go off into the stratosphere about the implications of." Yeah, don't go there yet. You know, <laughs> that's for another, there's a lot to consider. For, I agree. I mean, I mean, what's your 
Well, take on this I was going to say, I was going to ask are. you, uh, Rob, I'll give you my take on this, because look, this is a seriously, seriously interesting topic. I know, I've been reading a book called The Coming Wave, yep. which a guy called Mustafa Suleiman, um, right. and he's been talking very much about the need for regulation or, or control around AI, because it, it is such a powerful, but also a dangerous force. But anyway, we won't go there yet. I've been reading a lot on this. And what I find uh, fascinating about all, uh, all is like, well, okay, very interesting. Who's using AI? What are their objectives in, in the AI? What profit motives or, or control is driving those objectives? And also, how is AI being used to benefit individuals or, or companies? And here's my problem. I'll put it in a nutshell, Rob. This is, this is my issue. Can we trust private enterprise be doing the right thing for all of us in society? I ask that fundamental question because if AI offers the potential for unlimited wealth, or in the case of countries, the potential for political or economic dominance, then how are we going to avoid AI from simply becoming another arms race? And that's my problem, is that I, I worry that we're going on to something whereby it has incredible upside. And I think what we're doing is that companies are racing, but I think countries are racing too, to gain an advantage. Now, I trust that our rights are being protected. And we'll, once again, Rob, we'll go into the future. But it worries me. The horse is bolted. Yep. And I just want to make sure that it doesn't run off freewheeling, doing what it, it might do. And somehow it actually creates more damage than, than good. I'm an optimist. I think there's, more, there's incredible upside, but I do worry about the damage. I have hopes. My hopes are, and I've put on what I've read, and I think there's an incredible advantage here, particularly around um, cancer, other diseases. There's going to be potential for cures. I think better and more accessible, accessible education. I see the benefits in education stupendous. How people in the poorest countries will have access to the most advanced education through, through AI. I, I see the benefit of AI just like we have. Everyone has benefits to smartphones. I see that. And I see the upside. My worries, though, Rob, is I worry about job loss. People are going to lose their jobs. There's going to be more marginalization. There's going to be more social inequality. And I think there's going to be disinformation. We've seen bad disinformation. It's going to get a heck of a lot worse. So I really do worry about those sorts of things. I also worry about if warfare. Like, yep. suddenly, suddenly it becomes very cheap to go around sending off drones and the like. But if I was to, I, I'll, I'll turn over to you, Rob, because I'm interested in your views on this one. I get a bit gloomy sometimes, and I get a bit downbeat. And I, I should say, as a kid, I used to read a lot of science fiction novels, and I read about a lot of this in going back 30, 40 years. I read yeah. Arthur C. Clarke. I read yep. um, Philip K. Dick, J.G. Ballard, all these incredible science fiction writers who wrote about these sorts of topics. Isaac Asimov. Anyway, I had this sort of rather dystopian idea that we're going to have machine-like superhuman intelligence in the service, presumably, of human beings who've lost their critical faculties, can't delve to the difference between fact and fiction, thrive on superstition and their feelings and little else. And it's almost like we're entering a new world, which it's a Stone Age world, Stone Age people, in a Space Age world. And <laughs> in other words, people are going to get dumber, the machines are going to get more intelligent, and we don't know how the damn things work. 
I, I, I think I'd mirror your thought processes. Uh, I'll just add a few more, Penneth, from my point yep. of view. I, I look at AI and the way it's developing at the moment, and there will be certain functions which, despite the impact on society, hmm. we will adopt and we will accept. And a simple one I could give you straight away might be, it won't be too long before you go to your supermarket and there is not a human being in sight. Hmm. And you'll go around to your supermarket and you will pick what you need for your groceries. By the way, and by the way I've got a suggestion here. For a podcast, go. can we just talk about what jobs are more likely to go and which sure. ones are going to be preserved? Because I've seen a bit of information on this one, and I don't want to steal the thunder because I, I've seen a lot. But that's an example of there are certain jobs we know will be going pretty soon, like in the next yeah. 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, I'd say, say 5 to 10. Maximum. Well, 5 to 10 years. Uh, but it's progressive, you know what I mean? There's going to be more yeah. and more jobs that will go. People whose jobs think that they're going to be safe, but no, that's not I, true. I think, I think you, know? you will rapidly see the closure of physical bank Places, yeah. you know, to go where you go in and there's, there's three or four tellers that'll go. Um, Did you hear Elon Musk a few days ago at the, the summit in UK run by Rishi Sunak, who basically yeah. said that eventually there won't be any jobs? Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's that's sort of where I'm going. I, I see yeah. this as being uh, a progressive thing. Where yeah, it will be. The more simple jobs, like if you go to check into a hotel or you go for a retail experience, well, or I agree. Like that. I agree. I think anyway. That I think is. I think we should spend a podcast just on that because I think the how Definitely. AI is like a wave. It'll go on and it will catch up, just but, like the internet did. It hit. The, if you remember, the internet hit the the publishing industry immediately, journalism yeah. and, the, and, and news, newspapers, and then it hit other industries as went through. Same thing for AI. I, I, I believe that will be the case. And yeah. I also echo your views that I'm concerned about AI in the wrong hands. Mm. See, I think private industry will look at AI and they'll go, we can make some dollars out of this, we can profit from this. And to some extent, what we'll see is a surge of AI-driven applications for specific type tasks or functions mm. that, we, that we referred to earlier as, as narrow AI. Mm. Right, we'll see deep AI being used quite a bit. Already is the Googles and the Twitters and the, the various financial institutions that are using that already as it is. Mm. The big issue for me is regulation and legislative control. Indeed, and I think and we're going to. We should spend more than one podcast on this one because oh, there's a lot to unpack there. I will say this: my view, yeah. personal view, is that both the regulatory and the legal industry are so archaic already still, yeah, yeah. right, that its ability to actually react quick enough and put real regulatory controls and legislation in place that's enforceable and actually yeah. regulates yeah. properly, is it, it bothers me I agree, and I agree. Let let's talk about that one because I think in more than one podcast, I think because there's a lot to lot to discuss. Uh, let me ask you a question though, Rob. I mean, are you an optimist or a pessimist here? I'm both. I'm an, I'm an optimist. 
I, I think. Well, uh, I think. First of all, I think that the. I think economically speaking, I think we're going to be into a bonanza. There's going to economic bonanza. GDP growth is going to rocket up for for all the advanced countries who adopt AI because I think the productivity benefits will be in, incredible. And I think there will be incredible wealth generated. I think in the coming years, as a result, as AI tools get rolled out. But that wealth may be very well concentrated in the few. Well, that now that's the issue. Here we go, and that's where we got to go into another yeah. podcast. Talk and, about and, that one. and the other thing that bothers me yeah. is you think back to the James Bond type films where you've got this villain that's yeah. focused on world domination. Well, I'm concerned that. Even now, there'll be people looking at how AI can be used for criminal or political yeah. advantages. Yeah, and I agree. Just, I agree. We just can't react quick enough in terms of legal or regulatory. I think somebody I heard read someone sort of expressing in a different way. They said it's almost like you're giving everybody the individual ability to create nuclear bombs. You know, so at the moment, yeah. nuclear bomb making is rather hard. I mean, there's an awful lot of effort and uh, it's capital intensive to even get it going. And But AI is a bit different. You know, it can be done in any garage or basement. <laughs> and uh, dare I say, I mean, uh, the AI for military purposes, when it becomes yeah. a, a weapon of some sort, I don't know whether I'm being paranoid about that mm. i think back to experiences where you think about world war ii we, we we ran around with guns and machine guns and stuff like that coming out of that you've got a space race and we've now got satellites circulating above us which are spying on everybody they're able to be able to see into your living room from mm. god knows where we've got listening devices we've got goodness knows what else everybody worried about that and we're still here and we're still getting on with our daily lives mm. It, but it just concerns me that this is a tool that could be used for wrong purposes so quickly. Indeed. And I think all, what you're saying, I think, just means that we need to spend some time on We've got to how, how to how to control AI and the regulatory aspects. Yeah. And yeah. this goes beyond the sort of things we talk in m and It's not just C or FIRB or, or other types of uh, oh, institutions. Yeah. This this goes beyond all that. So, well, anyway, Rob. So you're, you're a bit of you got a bit of bet, betting both ways, optimist and pessimist. Oh, look, on, on, from from that point of view, I've we've got multiple podcasts that we can do on yeah. this. And again, the danger is. Going off into the stratosphere, which we've almost just started to We're do. We're almost started to do. Maybe it's just. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, maybe we should call it. Let's call it. Uh, you want to summarize, Rob? Yeah, I've got to say, let, let's let's do that. Yeah. Uh, because we there's, there's a bucket load of stuff here to unpack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But for now, I think we wanted to use this podcast to give a quick summary on what AI is. Yep. And our feelings about what it had to offer. And I think we've, we've, we've done, done that. Now, you and I, I mean, we would consider ourselves intelligent lay people, so I, yeah. I would hope. Yeah. Uh, we're certainly not experts. Right? But I think what we are capable of doing is having an intelligent discourse on the topic and addressing it with a seriousness that it deserves. Yes. And without doubt, there's going to be a profound impact on everything we see and do more profound than any other technology that we've had so far and the world needs to be ready for it the world needs to adapt with it because mm. it's not going to go away the, the, as you said earlier the horse is already out but somehow we've got to get this 
AI thing and address it with the clarity that it deserves. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Rob. Um, and um, look, for the next podcast, I suggest what we do is let's go back to the M&A process itself. And we've discussed that before in a previous um, podcast, but let's go back to the M&A process and have a look at the AI tools that are now beginning to emerge and um, see the part they play and what benefit they can bring to basically improving the way deals are currently executed. I think that'd be a really interesting topic. So uh, I suggest that we uh, discuss that one next. I've just had a thought come into my head. Yeah. And they're always dangerous ones when they do. Yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about this. We may, we may or may not do this, but I suddenly thought to myself, hey, well, for the next podcast, why don't we pretend that we're actually got a real M&A deal? Yeah. But talk about it and examine where we're going to use AI in that deal as it goes through its respective stages. Well, I'll tell you what would be a good idea. Let's let's go through the deal process all yeah. right, from the very beginning, from strategy, target selection, yeah. and go all the way through, and let's say, okay, what tool, what is it currently right now that we can actually use, or yep. like at least as we know that's actually all soon to be out, because there's, there's things coming out. So I, that's a great yep. idea, Rob. Yeah, and I think one of the questions that I'll pose is, and I don't know the answer to this, could we conclude, or at least address in next week's podcast, could the entire end-to-end M&A process be taken over by AI. Yes, well, I won't. I won't answer that one yet. But no, no, um, no, no. I, I, it's good. Let, let's ask that question. All right. Well, I think that's, we've given today's session a good thrashing, as <laughs> as always. I think hopefully for people that are listening to this, will start then thinking about well, where do I sit on the AI theme? Am yeah. I am I optimistic of the future or pessimistic about? some of the dangers hmm. which camp do you sit in dear listeners but anyway that's enough for today yeah we'll get back on the next podcast as you say to look at it in terms of the MA process itself yes and until then it's simply my duty to say bye for now and bye for myself as well 